hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Sucker Time. The number one comedy podcast about comedy. Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast podcaster, Mark Hershaw. Yes, thank you, Bill Haywatt. I am Mark Hershon, and this here is Epi 57 of Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast. Late again. Damn. I keep trying to crank this thing out every week, but darn life keeps getting in the way. Life, you know, it's really a system of priorities, and as much as I enjoy producing Suckatash, my landlord has told me time and time again that no, he will not take plugs on this thing in exchange for the rent. Nor will the grocery store trade me for food, or can I, I can't get gas at the gas station for plugs on my podcast, so for the time being anyway, this show remains something I get to just as often as I can, and I will keep trying to drop a show a week, but it's challenging. Ended up, probably because it's been so long since we episoded, is that a word? Why not? It's been so long since we episoded that a bunch of stuff came in. So I was going to play part of the Dana Carvey-Larry Brown road trip I was on a couple of weeks ago that I've mentioned a few times, but there's like 45 minutes of material. So this episode will be clips and tags and IDs and a boozing with Bill segment. Yay! And because I've edited the Dana Carvey material, it's just sitting there waiting, which means I will get the next episode, Epi 58, out on time next week. Hey, We'll be on a roll, maybe. Friends, you're listening to Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and by the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour. The first one covers your ass. The other one's a podcast. That's right. For this week's show, in honor of their sixth anniversary in podcasting, Dean Haglin and Phil Ernest and their Chill Pack Hollywood Hour are our special guest sponsors. Now, we've been volleying mentions of each other's show back and forth for weeks, or is it months now? I was particularly tickled to hear Phil's intro to their latest, Epi 311, which is a pre-recorded episode. Wait a minute, aren't, aren't all podcasts, once you hear them, pre-recorded? I mean, even the live ones are heard by most people after they're in the can. Anyway, because they've already recorded the episode, Phil wanted to make sure he wasn't the one to miss a week mentioning us, mentioning them, etc. So, here's their intro. This is Phil Lairness, your friend in podcasting, and this is your Chill Pack Hollywood Hour. As heard on Jackalope Radio, the talk superstation, and as heard mentioned each and every week on Suckatash, hosted by Mark Hershon. Those of you who've been listening regularly these past couple months are aware of the fact that Dean and I have been tossing the ball back and forth pretty good with Mark Hershon. We mention his show, Suckatash, every week, and he mentions our show every week. Well, this week, I'm sad to say, we don't have time to mention Mark Hershon or his splendid podcast about comedy podcasts, Suckatash. We wish we could mention Mark and Suckatash. We simply don't have time. You see, this show that we're about to begin features an extraordinary guest. Also, this show was pre-recorded. That's right. Thanks, John K. Steele. Now, if you're not listening to the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour, get over to chillpackhollywood.com or iTunes or Facebook or MySpace. MySpace, for God's sake. 
and tell them Mark sent you. I'm very excited because this show, this very episode, we managed to pull the Studio P jingle singers together and do a jingle for the top 10 most active songs on the Stitcher Top 100 Comedy Podcast list. And here it is. The 10 most active shows in the Stitcher Top 100 Comedy Podcast list. (laughs) Wow, those guys are good. Here's... Here's your look at the 10 most active in the Stitcher Top 100 comedy podcast list. And there were some massive swings this week, starting out at number 14, the Smodcast, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, up 101 places. 17, Duncan Trussell Family Hour, up 178 places. At 39, by the way, in conversation with Jeff Garland, down 89. At 43, Oh, yeah, dude, up 103, and they probably got a big old bump because uh, those guys guested on Mark Maron's What the Fuck, so that helped them out. At 51, Onion Radio News is down 123. At 76, The World of Phil Hendry, down 72. 81, about last night, down 172. At 95, Who's Paying Attention, up 137 places. At 97, the Dead Authors Podcast, down 236 places. And at 99, Beauty and the Beast, up 116 places to jump up into the top 100. So that's it for the 10 most active in the Stitcher Top 100 comedy podcast list. Hit it, singers! The 10 most active shows in the Stitcher Top 100 comedy podcast list. Let's start off with a couple of big lead-off hitters this time around. Some of you know that I'm part of the reviewer team for This Week in Comedy Podcasts over on Splitsider.com. I tend to be a bit more picky over what I cover for them, only because I get to review just one show a week, and it's all squinched up into a single paragraph. So I thought I would play you two clips, one from the show I did last week and the one that I'm reviewing for Splitsider this week. Both podcasts feature comedian hosts who have been guesting on other people's shows for the past few years, but are now both kicking off their own shows. First up, from last week's column, it's the Doug Stanhope Podcast. Now, Doug is such a really funny guy that it seems pretty natural for him to want to get conversational. He's just a few shows in, and here from a second installment is a tiny slice of Doug's interview with his buddy Goose Kirk, who's explaining what was going on at the airport in South America just before he got busted and put away in a Brazilian prison for five years. Five years! So, so you go from Argentina to Brazil. And I knew it was a bad idea. You get this, you, you really have your instincts will, will tell you something's wrong. Yeah. Right? And this was, my alarm bells were going off even before the flight started. I'm like, yeah, this and this is, is, the is not just idea. the alarm bells you get when you're bringing a crazy chick back to the hotel room. This yeah, is, this, is, <laughs> this is a little bit <laughs> more All right, serious. I know this is going to go poorly, but I, I'll wait till after I come to <laughs> sort it out. I actually had this girl I met in Argentina who was telling me, oh, of course I couldn't tell her what I was doing. Uh, so I just told her, oh, I have to go back to Colombia and do you some s- things. You sell used cars? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> call back from a story that won't air. <laughs> So this girl's telling me, why Why do you have to leave? Why don't you just stay here with me? I've got this great apartment, and you can stay and live. I'll get you a job, you know, t- 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 teaching English. I'm just thinking, as I'm walking through the airport going, I should just stay. <laughs> just forget this stuff and just stay with this girl or something. No. 
I don't, I don't know if the, it's being picked up, but there's a, there's an ominous train sound in the background that kind of gives this a bit of uh, ambiance. Kind of, kind of a hobo vibe. Yeah. yeah that's great. All right. So she drops you off at the airport. Yeah. And she thinks you're doing what? I'm just going back to Columbia. All right. So I knew it's a terrible idea. I just, I, this is going to go terribly wrong. But, you know, in my entire life, I've always gotten out of everything. I've never gotten in trouble for anything ever. I've never been arrested. I've never, I've never done that. Yeah. I've always gotten out of everything, so I'm thinking, this is going to go bad, but somehow it'll work. Okay. <laughs> so when, it, when, it, when I got to, uh, to, to Brazil, the cops are actually waiting. Is it Sao Paulo? Yeah, Sao Paulo. Uh, cops are waiting? The cops are waiting. Oh. And, and I'm thinking, I'm just changing planes here, you know, it shouldn't be a problem, I don't think. But no, the cops are there waiting. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Um, so do you have the shit on you, or is it in your luggage? No, the baggage, yeah. All right. Yeah. So they've found it in your bags, or your travel agent tipped them off? No, it's that... That route, the cops, they arrested me. They said, didn't you know that that's a drug route? Nobody flies that flight except for drug smugglers, you know? Like, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of had that suspicion. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I can imagine I was, you being very cool with them. Like, all right, you, you got me. Yeah, that's, a, that's what you have to yeah. do, you know? You just, you know, the cops you always want to... try that that's not my bag or... Oh, God, no. It's like, <laughs> what are you going to, you know? The, the guys who try that... And it just never works. It, it's yeah, stupid, really. So I'm just there. The cops are waiting for me. They ask for, 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 for my ID. And I say, sure, here's my passport. And I'm just kind of waiting for the shooter to kind of drop. And they Are they cool or go. are they pricks? No, they're cool. They're just All like, right. oh, let me show your passport. And are you, you know, where, where are you going? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm just, and then they let me go. So I'm in the airport just going, uh, this, this is very ominous, you know, like... <laughs> They didn't ask anybody else in, in line for their passports or talk to them. They just talked to me. And I'm like, oh, this isn't going to go well. I spent like an hour or two in the airport, actually. And then finally, they came up to me and said, oh, can you come, come with us? I said, sure. Oh, you're just sitting there having a drink, and they go, oh, yeah, yep. we forgot to arrest you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, by that, the ID part. We forgot the arresting thing. Yeah. By that point, they had scanned my baggage you know, and everything, and they determined that, yeah, there's something in there that shouldn't be there. And, All right. And, so they bring you in a back room. Yep. Kind of did it out in the open as well. There were people walking by. Oh, hi, yeah. Oh, sorry. Hey, yeah. want a bump? Yeah, Anyone? Exactly. Last call. <laughs> <laughs> so. Fire sale. <laughs> so you get back to the, to the back room and they have to weigh everything. They have to test it and make sure, you know. Yeah, they have to test it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all know. It's all night long. But the cops are actually nice about it. They, they, they were cool. And. They asked me, you know, to, to talk and to tell them what happened. I'm like, no, you know, here's me, here's the drugs. What more do you want? You know, like now, are you I, freaking out, or are you just like, ah, oh, fuck it, here's another adventure? Yeah, kind of like, ah, oh, fuck it, here's another adventure. Um, and I still kind of thought this is going to work out. I'm gonna, there's going to be a way, kind of around this. Um, but no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so they haul you off immediately to where? This is what I hate about locked up abroad. It's all the uh, the sweating. Uh, Leading up to, they never show you locked up abroad. They yeah. get to where they get busted, and then they go, "Oh, they spent five years in jail." Tell me about five years in jail. Yeah, That's exactly. what Midnight Express was. That was the good part. Yep. <laughs> it's only ten minutes of him taping hash to his chest. The rest is the fun part in jail. Yeah. So, so you they take you where? First, I spent a day in the airport. They have a little holding cell there. Yeah. And then they took me to a a prison. But like a special holding cell in the prison, and 
That was actually the worst part. All right. Because you're in a tiny little cell with like six guys. And there's no air. And it's, just, it's just awful. It's going to be fun to see where Doug takes his new show. For more, latch onto his home site at DougStanhope.com, also on iTunes. The second newcomer to podcast hosting that we're going to get a listen to right now is Todd Barry, who's another really funny guy, but in a totally different style than Doug Stanhope. Todd is truly wry in the greatest sense of the word, if the word wry is a compound between witty and dry. Wry, see? For his debut epi, Todd interviewed a comedian and voiceover actor from New York, Tom Shalhoub. They took a detour while talking about working on the road, and you get the sense that these two guys really like their coffee. Let me ask you this. The, uh, I, didn't you make like a video diary of this? Uh, I, I did. Every time I go out on the road, I try. my commitment is to make a video every day, but I fail. I fail every time. It's not like fun to have to do anything every day when you're I on know. the road. Because you're just kind of like, I don't know, I just want to get to the next city. And you're like, you don't want a project. Yes. Oh, I mean, I do like a project because yeah. it keeps me... It keeps me snappy, you know. Keeps right. me going. Keeps me in action. Right. Uh, but it's hard because you're just driving all the time, so you can't. It's something you can work in the car. If I were on a, on a train tour, right. uh, but I posted. I was posting videos on uh, on Huffington Post, and it was good. Getting a lot. I of saw views. one where you were complaining about not getting a good cup of coffee. Yes. And I was looking. I go. Well, you're what on like I ninety five. Yeah. <laughs> well, you think there's going to be like a great pour over you're going to get? Well, I mean, you think there's going to be like an indie. The it's gonna be an indie coffee shop off the highway. I want at least I want a Starbucks in my rest area. That's the thing, and you get it in the Northeast. You get it in New Jersey, even on the you yeah. know, the Turnpike. But uh, there there were several states where I mean I would pull off the road because I would do a search for uh, coffee. And I would pull off. I'd be willing to drive a mile or two off the interstate, and I still couldn't get a good cup of coffee. How many cups do you slam it down today? I uh, just I like to have two cups in the morning, and then I like to have a cup in the afternoon. Really? I drink it black. I like a black. I like a black strong coffee, <laughs> but I don't sip it all day. And I don't get big. You know, I don't get big twenty ounce coffees. Right. I just get a twelve ounce coffee. Right. Usually have two of those in the morning, and then one in the afternoon. Do you? Um, so you Yelp it. The Yelp app is amazing. Yes. I yelp it, and uh, I saw the coffee you had in Oklahoma City. Uh-huh. So was that Tulsa or Oklahoma City? Tulsa, because I had a good cup of coffee in Tulsa, but it was a different place. Oh, really? But that picture you took was—if anyone could find this picture of a pour-over coffee that Tom Shalhoub got in Tulsa—it's on my Twitter feed, right? It's yeah. I would stop what you're doing if you're doing anything and go. It looked beautiful. It was great. And the guy was talking to me the whole time and talking about the notes of the coffee. Has the yeah, I love, I love hearing all that stuff. It's great. And then I go, okay, that's good. And I forget everything. Well, see, you are a rare bird like myself. You love pour-over coffee. Yeah. Nobody will understand how it, the pour-over coffee continues to be the greatest value in what would you call it? In like high end in coffee food in enjoyment. Coffee. <laughs> I think coffee would work perfectly for what you were just saying. <laughs> no. Right no, in I'm talking about in all the world of food, people pay a lot of money for uh, you know a nice glass of wine. They pay money for uh, you know uh, you go to Italy in uh, yeah. you know in New York, and people like high end foods. Pour over coffee is an incredible value if you pay because it costs like three dollars a cup. Yeah, regular coffee you go to Starbucks it costs two dollars. So for an extra dollar. It is so much better. This, yeah. These pour over coffee. There's places. a couple places around here where they, you know, they grind the beans in front of you. Like you order a cup of coffee and then you hear a grinder. They grind each cup. Yeah, separately. That was this place in Tulsa. I, I should think of the name. That doesn't matter. But it, we've talked. 
yeah. a disproportionate amount about a Tulsa coffee shop. <laughs> but my friends, <laughs> my oh, they'll know they can figure it out. It yeah. is the big it's the big name in coffee in Tulsa. There's but a couple of them because I went to a different one. The the <laughs> I am made fun of by people because I. I get jazzed up about Starbucks. When I'm on the road, i got to have my Starbucks and whatever, okay? I love the Starbucks Clover machine, which is essentially like a, a machine version of the pour-over coffee. But they, don't, they won't make you a Clover, will they? Yes. Oh, they will? Yeah. They, just... they grind the it's, – it's right there. They grind the coffee. They make it – it's just all done by a, by a big robot. That's the only difference. Right. And I'm sure the pour-over people think it looks, you know, that it lacks personality. But it's a good – Handmade cup of coffee with high-end beans, and I've spent up to seven dollars a cup for these. These really? seven dollars. See, that's, that's I don't kinda, even like. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. You get the Hawaiian, uh, you know, high-end coffee or something. I don't even like it. I, I like your basic uh, Colombian coffee in the clover machine. It costs like three bucks. But I have, I have experimented with that, and people make fun of me for that. And now, when I go on the road, it's not Starbucks doesn't even satisfy me. I have to go into these cities, and I have to. Search for pour over well, coffee. It's way better. I mean, yeah. not to be like, I'm not like a book Starbucks person, but I like Starbucks. I yeah, it's fine when you, you got when you have no choice. Yeah. but I do love the indie coffee because every indie coffee shop still had like you could, like I went to one in Tulsa, like I talked about. And if you said Todd, you're in Brooklyn, I would be like, oh, okay, I'm in yes, Brooklyn. yeah. In fact, there are even more. You go to Tulsa, you go to uh, you know wherever. I mean, Houston, any of these places, any of these. Uh, out of the way places. The indie coffee shops or the indie anything is like twice as indie as right. New York because every indie person hangs out there. For what it's worth, I found that picture of Tom's coffee uh, online and I will uh, put that on on the blog for uh, for this episode. It'll be in the little space where I sometimes run uh, the icons for the shows themselves. So there'll be a little square there with a, a coffee cup from Tulsa Oklahoma, which will be fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's not even a whole lot of information yet for the show up on toddberry.com. In fact, there's nothing about his show uh, as of today. But you can find the show on iTunes and also at feralaudio.com, where Todd's already part of a network of growing comedy podcasts. Hello, friends. Summer may be winding down, but with plenty of warm weather still ahead, now is the perfect time to take advantage of Henderson's annual sale on picnic pants. You know, you shouldn't wear white after Labor Day, but don't let that old saw stop you from slipping into a pair of white and red checked Henderson's picnic pants. Roomy, cool, and comfortable, Henderson's picnic pants are a walk in the park. And once you've found that perfect spot to plop down your basket, that's when your picnic pants go into action. One firm tug achieves easy release, and the pants' legs unfurl to form a ground cover wide enough to accommodate the entire family. Specially built pockets hold an entire arsenal of sporks, while the insulated pockets, both front and rear, keep plenty of coleslaw, potato salad, and condiments on ice until you're ready to eat. I know what you're thinking. What about my meat? Well, friends, with Henderson's patented concealed crotch cooler, there is plenty of space to tuck away those weenies, brats, and patties until the coals are hot enough to stick them on the grill. And with our buttocks basket, you'll be sure to have an ample supply of buns on hand. 
In addition to being both stain and water resistant, picnic pants are insect repellent too, which means there'll be no ants in your pants when it comes time to bid adios to your favorite park or beach luncheon spot. Originally designed for SEAL Team 6, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and the Donner Party, Henderson's Picnic Pants are now available on sale wherever fine tarpaulins and mulch are sold. That's Henderson's, makers of fine trousers and pantaloons since 756 A.D. And now, back to Suckatash. Now, the guys over at CWER Radio, Clutch and Wiggle Entertainment, for long, replay Suckatash every time we manage to squeeze another episode out. So we love it when we get a chance to return the favor a bit. Or with a bit. Rob sent this along with this note, and I quote, Here is a clip from our recent show. We came up with a new game, that's in quotes, where you have to come up with a description of this sex act from the mind of Craig Riggle. This one was called Snakes on a Crane. You sure you don't want to start from the bottom? I'll start from the bottom then. I don't know. (laughs) It seems like it's sandwiched. Or are you damned if you How about start this? from either end? Yeah, yeah, I think we're damned if we start from either end. Let's start with snake on a crane. Ooh. A snake on a crane. Well, I, I took inspiration from a movie I've never seen, but it looks really stupid, so I'll probably <laughs> never see it. Okay, um, especially after this description. The most entertaining part of the movie is probably the one line that was said a billion times. Um, snakes on a crane. Well, snakes obviously, you know, means penis. <laughs> I would think, and it's, since it's plural, there's probably more than one. All right, so this is a a more a uh, a, a group a, activity, a homosexual esque type of activity. Listen, listen, as long as there's one woman there, it's not homosexual. You know what that's called? Rotisserie. Go ahead. It could be because we can provide independent descriptions of this. Now, snakes on a crane. I'm thinking it should involve some kind of apparatus. You know, like, again like, with an apparatus with you. What can I say? It's, it, that's just it's my comfort zone. Um, you know, like the like the sex swings that okay. they sell out there. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, you know, like like snakes on a crane. Like it's got to be some kind of sex swing involved here, as well as multiple members. Um, members meaning <sighs> units or members meaning participants. Yes. Okay. I don't know. I so had a lot. Not... I had a lot of trouble with this one. I was hoping to get some kind of assistance. Um, okay. So, so all right. Snake on a crane. Snakes. Snakes on a crane. Uh, let's let's get the old perverted mind going here. Snakes on a crane. You know what I'm thinking about? No. Thank God. Good. All right. So you know cranes that are building, uh, you know, buildings in New York City or you know your local town here. Okay. Right. I was thinking more of like a wrecking ball, but all right. Well, I'll run with what, what you got. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, this ball. works. Okay. Sure. Good. All right. So you got a wrecking ball. Right. So we got like, balls. Right, so we got like I don't know, like two guys or whatever, ass to ass, cheek to cheek, whatever, on on a crane, right? Okay, no, Wait, they're actually even, on a crane. Even better, I have a better idea. You know, wow. what are doing? they wearing hard hats? You know what? Now that I think about it, don't answer that. For safety reasons, yes, because of what I'm practice. About to, because, safe sex. There you go. So if you think about it, what what are they doing down here in the Jersey Shore to put in the new pilings? Right, they have that big machine uh, there. They're, and they're, they're avoiding it down. people with bad tans and orange hair. Okay, but second, there, how they're rebuilding the boardwalks. They're using those big... With a lot of wood. Yes. So they're basically taking these big machines and they're pounding in pilings into the sand, all right, so they can put the boardwalk oh, on like top. Oh, like uh, how they make, uh, not how they make, but how they install telephone poles. Yes. Yes. Similar way. So you think about that, except it's got two guys. Pole drivers. Pole drivers. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Snakes. All of a sudden you're like, <gasps> pole drivers. Okay. So we got two guys up there with hard hats because it's safe sex. Yes, pole driving. You have the women on the ground 
doing a handstand with the legs spread out, like not like like to a T. I think or, I see where this is going. Or at least here. going like this, like Medusa yeah. hair, like Medusa hair, like right? Medusa hair. Okay, okay. Should should we put some like orange, you know, reflecting things on their on their legs so you know they can? We're gonna have the we're gonna have to have the orange cones around because right. it's 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 a it's an activity. It's in an area. We we can't have stragglers walking around and being hit in the head with. No, we want a what, safe work zone. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so snakes on a crane, pole driving, handstands. Woman on a handstand with a nice, mm-hmm. somewhat looking strip or nice little bush. To, to tame. Not, yeah. not, not, not okay. fucking okay. wacky out there. All right. Because Something to aim for. Yes. Yeah. All right. Like, All right. Like, an, like an X, but right. there's X only. X marks the spot. Yes. Only in this case. It, there's one the, X. The X, is, in, the X okay. is parallel to each other. It's like an I marks the spot. Actually, no. You know what? Because if she's doing the Medusa with her legs like this, L? there's like two holes, man. It's like a bowling ball. I don't know if I'd call it. Yeah, I guess you could. But her legs look like snakes. No, that, bowling balls have three holes. So the woman looks like Medusa with her legs, like flopping in it. I think I know why your bowling game is so bad. We'll talk about that later. Okay, so it's like Medusa and like moving legs, trying to get balance. Yes. You, by accident, walk by and you hit the fucking switch and jackhammers right into her fucking asshole pole and pussy. Snakes and she gets a, pole driven. Snakes on a crane. Get these motherfucking snakes off my motherfucking crane. Hmm. Into her vagina and asshole. Wow. That's dull, That's double your pleasure, double your fun. You know why this will never be an actual sex act? Because there is so much damn work involved to actually get it done, it ain't worth it at all. I could have sex, watch cartoons, eat some ice cream, go to bed, wake up, and do it all over again in the time it would take to set up this apparatus. Mark Hershon from the Suckatash podcast, if you're listening, you need to put that description into your Suckatash show. That's all I'm saying. Can I tell you how much I love this game, by the way? Yes. I'm so glad I came up with it. I was so ashamed of myself as it was happening, but I think it's actually turning into its own little demon. Oh, they mentioned us on the bit. <laughs> that isn't the reason I played it, though. Really. It really isn't it. Uh, so don't don't think that by mentioning Succotash in the body of the bit that you send uh, us, uh, I'm going to play it. Don't Don't think that. Uh, catch up with those guys at uh, cwerradio.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. Hello, this is Bon from the Bon and Obo Show, and more importantly, the Strange Times podcast, which also stars Davian Dent and Kat Sorens. And um, hang on, I just got this to read. Um, you are listening to Succotash. Okay. With the rather excellent, what's that? Mark Hershon. Is that how you pronounce his name? Did I read that okay? Fuck's sake. Yeah, so that was Bon from the Bon and Obo show on that little ID there. He has teamed up with Davian Dent from the Bitter Sound podcast and Kat Sorens from the Rigid Fist podcast. Uh, to form Strange Times, a new podcast. And, you know, normally I, I try to play clips around here instead of promos. Occasionally people will send produced promos, which uh, they're fine, but I don't think they give a true sound to the podcast. But uh, the boys at Strange Times sent this over. I wasn't sure exactly what to do with it, uh, so I think I'll play it. You're listening to... Uh strange times with uh three cunts who love to talk over each other uh what's wrong with you hey so anyway guys we have to um record a uh, little uh, segment for the um Socrates show for mark hershon well come on look this is our one opportunity 
to sound intelligent, witty, generally coherent. So come on, let's let's come up with something really worthwhile. Well, yeah, we to, yeah? well, yeah, we do. I mean, because like um, Succotash, uh, which apparently is available on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio, it is the podcast of podcasts. I mean, you know, if you get into podcasts and you don't know what to listen to, listen to Succotash because it's got all other good ones on. So what we need to do uh, before we start um, uh, doing this properly is uh, have a good old think about what we're actually going to put down and like not just resort to being crass and saying fucking and, and wank and shit and exploding children. <laughs> um, you know, I'm sure he he doesn't really like having the word on his show, so we he, he probably won't like feature you. All right, Cat. Well, I think if we want to get on the show, then don't say okay. All right, we can't say if we're going to do something for soccer test, and we can't say anymore no we shouldn't probably shouldn't say fuck too much no but definitely don't say because if you say for the fucking time then it's no way that that will put us on the fucking show oh yeah i mean like we'd probably think it was a bit of a for not doing it but you know we just got to play the game now when we can't say the word or fuck or mother or so um, i mean i mean what we could do maybe for um his show apart from not saying is to maybe do, uh, like, like do some freestyling, biting satire on current news stories or something. Or, I don't know, has anyone got any rehearsed jokes? <laughs> well, what about that story that, um, was it Tom Cruise? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no. No, 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 definitely not. Don't, let's not even go there. But I, I thought I read that Tom Cruise was ripping John in a fucking cupboard. Oh, you While John Travolta was rimming that, um... Beat machine on standby. Um, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I've got their first been... album, Live at gone. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure they were rimming each other in a cupboard. So it's him and John. Stop being a. Little... Oh shit! Sorry, 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 guys. And, and, will, and will I am? Guys, stop the recording. Stop the recording. I said again. I'm, I'm have to go and edit over that. Sorry. All right. Yep. Sorry. Okay. We done then? Did you say again? Is that basically? Yeah, yeah. I said, and then I thought, oh god. I, I mean, not only does he not want the word his podcast, but. Um, I mean, it's just crass and lazy, isn't it? When you can't think of anything funny to say, go, oh, look, I'm using the C-bomb. I'm saying, and it's just not funny. So basically, you two need to stop saying. Yeah, I don't be a about it. Come on, guys. What are you doing? You're on Succotash now. Oh, so shit. Okay, guys, that was only fucking Mark Hirsch on, man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Bit of rain, really, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah. Did anyone say cunt? Um. Hey, yeah. so anyway, guys, we have. www.strangetimeshow.com Available on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. It's time to jump head first into the tweet sack. First things first was this cryptic compliment that came in just yesterday on the Succotash hotline. Marcus, so y'all really funny, man. <laughs> I listen all the time to Succotash, man. Y'all kick my ass. I just think. <laughs> I like all that shit you do, man. And Bill Haywire and all that shit. You funny, man. You just kick my ass. And go Warriors. 
Warriors number one, man. I tell you, I just like they, they thought they were that like, number six seed. You know, they're all over the court. Steph Curry, he's a monster, man. You don't mess with no Steph Curry, bad egg or nothing, man. Succotash is good, but the Warriors, they're number one. They're number one, man. You're number one in comedy podcast, but in basketball, which is like a bigger deal, you know. The, the, you know, anyway, hey, right on, man. That was odd. But thank you for calling. You can call the Succotash hotline anytime you like and leave a message about anything. Really. And I'll play it. Maybe. Next up was also not a tweet, but a postcard that came with my royal and doodle shirt that arrived just yesterday in the mail. It was a lovely sentiment by both royal and doodle. Uh, I, I, I quote, Mark, everyone else gets a thinly veiled jibe at their expense. You get a thinly veiled thank you slash compliment. If no one else has mentioned it, then you should know that appearing on Succotash for us was a kind of validation for what we are doing. So it's your fault that we are still doing it. Thank you, and may Succotash reign supreme over podcasts. Well, thank you, boys. That's from Royal and Doodle over in England, and I am I'm actually wearing their t-shirt with pride as I'm recording this podcast. So uh, listen to them. I don't have a clip from them this week. Why did I get a clip from them? I'm, a, I'm an idiot. I'll play a clip from them. Uh, well, not next week, because next week's going to be the Dana Carvey thing. But uh, the, the episode after that, 59, uh, Royal and Doodle will be there. I promise. So thank you, boys. Appreciate that. Uh, I know we've got some tweet action the past couple weeks, but I cannot track down any of the specific notes and mentions. They're probably in there somewhere, but it's become... Uh, just a rat's nest. So uh, here's the list of everyone, or not even everyone. Here's some of the people that have given us some Twitter love the past couple of weeks. Snitch and Lins, Bad Tomato Radio, The Comedy Buffet, Crystal George's, Jukebox Comedy Club, Complete Sentences, Steve McShane, Salty Language, Malarkey from Jersey, Gregory Welchman, Jackie Cation, The Half Scoop, Hanging Out Cast, Atomic Elbow, Craig Shoemaker, The Almost Vagrants, Kevin A. Fox, Aubrey Allen, Andy Kindler, Thomas Jackson Jr., Gavin, Jagwall, Alden Stories, John Cullum, and Michael Celestino, just to name a few. And now, as always, I would like to acknowledge those folks kind enough to click the donate button up on SuccotashShow.com and kick in a few bucks to keep this juggernaut rolling. And here they are. Thank you so much. That's it for the Tweet Sack this episode. If you want it to be more interesting next time, tweet something our way, won't you? All you have to do is include at Show in your tweet, and we'll scrape it up and put it in the Tweet Sack. All right, it's time now, it's been a while, for our very next installment of Boozin' with Bill. Hello, Mark. Oh, Bill, it's good to see you oh, again. It's good to see you. Welcome to my humble, humble bar. I love when the wet bar is set up. Oh, it makes, it's, uh, it's going to be wet today. We're oh, going to get it all very, <laughs> we're going to make it really wet today. You know, Mark, it's a very dangerous world we live in. That's true. Many weird things have been happening around us, many unpleasant, mm. unsettling events, you know. But one man has stud, stood, stud, stud, <laughs> he's a stud. He's stood tall throughout. Who's that? Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer? Wolf Blitzer okay. is my hero. Really? I, I love Wolf Blitzer. I mean, I, I, I had it in my heart. I wanted to be a journalist rather than a broadcaster, which is what uh. I am. 
but I, I want to be like Wolf Blitzer. I can't be like him, but I can make a drink for him. I will make That's a drink for Wolf Blitzer. the next best thing, yes. isn't it? Yes, and so I'm going to do that. First, we're going to start with tea. Tea, We're okay. going to start with tea. All right. Now, I'm going to get out a bottle of tea. I've made this tea ahead of time. I've oh, okay. prepared this tea. Not just any tea. The thing I love about Wolf, he's always going into dangerous places. He's always with gunfire, so I'm using gunpowder green tea. Not just okay. any gunpowder green tea. Numi organic gunpowder green tea. And this is in honor of Wolf Blitzer. Hell yes, yes. Okay. It's in honor of Wolf Blitzer. And, and so we're going to actually we're gonna take this tea, and we're going to go to the, uh, the, the soda stream container, oh. and we're going to, we're going to fire it up. Okay. We're going to make this, this we're going to make this fizzy this, tea. This is succotash first. Yes, it is. We're going to, here it goes. We're going to. stream, okay. Look at that. Wow. All right, you're going to be very, very careful. We don't want it to, to, to be bad. Oh, oh, this might be bad. Oh, okay, quickly, quickly. Oh, oh. shite! <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right, we must carry on. We must be very professional here. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. All right, don't laugh at me, you bastard. Ah, oh, fuck me. All right, now listen. Oh, the microphone's wet and everything. Well, we're going to carry on. All right, so we've got this. Oh, well, all right, so we're going to... Are you sure you're going to be able to remember the recipe? I Those will remember the recipe. shocking. It is shocking, isn't it? It's very dangerous. So we're going to pour this sludge in is here. Is there a towel I can sop things up while or you're you'll mixing? You'll find it in the bathroom. All right, I'll be back. I must carry on. Oh, man, it's all over the place. Well, hmm. Well, shit, all right, I'm sorry, folks. That's very exciting. Yeah, that was really well, something, man. Uh, you got to be careful all the time. So, now, we're going to do this just for one here, and we're going to get, oh, we're going to put in a shot of vodka. Not just any vodka, Wolfschmidt vodka. Ah, for no, my man, Wolf. No wonder. For my man, Wolf, we're going to put in one shot of of Wolfschmidt vodka. All right, so if you're following as, along at home or in the yes, gym or in your car yes, or on a bus. It's roughly two cups of this gunpowder tea. If you manage to get two cups. Yes, if you bed. can get two cups. Well, it, it, and so then we're, we're going to put in, well, it was going to be a jigger of Drambouille, but no, since we're reducing it, we're going to put in half a jigger of Drambouille. All right. So I'm going to put that in there too. Here we go. Very nice. Okay, so the, we've right. got the green tea, the gunpowder green, green, gun tea, green tea, the Wolf Schmidt vodka, yes. and the Drambouille. Yes, and then we're going to put some ice in there. All right. Because you need ice to keep it cold. Well, you know, and, just to, again, draw another allusion yes. to Mr. Blitzer, yes. he stays cool, He's no, matter always what, cool. no matter what the He's situation. He's always cool. And then we're going to put in a, like a half a tablespoon, now since we're cutting in half, of lime. We're going to put that on there. All right. And then we're going to get two straws. And I give you, Mark Hirschhorn, the Wolf Spritzer. Oh, my God. The Wolf Spritzer. Best name Here ever. it is, Here Wolf Spritzer. Oh. Mm. I like it. It's not very good, but the, I, I mean, no, I, I like it. Well, it's cool. You know, with the summer you know months it, coming, there's going to be lots of tragedies, and you're going to be staring in front of the screen, watching Wolf, waiting for the next survivor, or the next victim, or the next bomb, or the next horrible, horrible interview with with the and teacher. Now you've got or with, you know, so now you can sit there and drink your Wolf Spritzer, <laughs> watching Wolf Blitzer. I love it. So and there it is. What I like about mm. it is it's not sweet like a wine spritzer. No, it's it, not it's supposed bitter, to be bitter like mm. Wolf himself can. Yes, yes, he be. can get very very bitter and and this is what you're supposed to drink while you're watching wolf and and that's that's my drink the wolf spritzer gunpowder green tea 
and try to and, and it, you can make it very strong and mix in some club soda or something like that. But the idea is to get it get it carbonated. Yes, yes. Then you want to add uh, for two. You want two cups of of the gunpowder green tea, one jigger of uh, or two two shots of vodka, Wolfschmidt, Wolfschmidt vodka. vodka, one jigger of drambuie, a tablespoon of lime. Serve over ice, and it's the wolf. Spritzer. I love it. Thank you. I very love much. it. And mm. uh, just look uh, look to the, our home site, uh, SuckTashShow.com, and you'll uh, find the recipe right there. Drink, drink her up. Okay. Thank you very much. Boozing with Bill. <laughs> that actually was quite a mess, and uh, it's good to be back at the bar with old Bill. But you got to watch that guy like a hawk. All right, it's good to have Larry Miller over at This Week with Larry Miller back. He was out for a long time from taking a fall and had some difficult recovery time afterwards, but he's back, and with him is his joke of the week, even though sometimes it's a long road to get to the very end of the joke. That leads to my uh, one of my favorite parts of the show every week now. It's time for the joke of the week. That's right. The joke of the week. The joke of the week that gives you something to laugh at when you hear it here and then tell your friends and family after you've heard it here. You may know some of these jokes anyway. And by the way, Colonel Jeff just pointed out to me. He went to, there's a site called The 100 Funniest Jokes of All Time. And that's not just, as he put it, that's not just a book where a comedian says, oh, here's 100 jokes and whether they're good or not, he just throws them in there. This is something where people vote on them. And all the people who watch the site and go to the site will say, oh, here's what I thought of this joke. Here's my favorite joke. And they'll see if anybody else writes in and says, oh, I like that joke, too. I like that guy, too. And he said to me, Colonel Jeff said to me, guess who was on that list? Guess who was number 68? And I originally thought, look, you're talking to a guy who says pen pal. You know, I mean, don't don't stump me with this. You can stump the band very easily with this. And he, he said, apparently, he said, it's you. He said, you're, you're number 68. I, I'm number 68. And like any decent comedian, the first thing I said was, oh, yeah, who's 67? But I was, I was kidding. That was a solid 23% kidding. At any rate, uh, it's very nice. It's very flattering because the joke I have on it is actually something that's from my act. It was uh, from, it's a, still a, it was from uh, the first handful of years I was a comic that uh, the bit I used to do was uh, whenever, you, you know, you're, you're watching a, bo- a boxing match or after the boxing match, you know, uh, where, and the guy's getting $2 million or $5 million for the boxing match. I used to have, I think everyone has an uncle like this, that uh, they used to have an Uncle Lou who would always say, you know, for that kind of money... I'd fight him. And I was, you know, I think I might have actually said this once. I said to him and said, you know, that's not a bad idea because I think that's what people really want. They want to spend $150 a ticket to go to a boxing match where a chubby, bald carpet salesman from Queens gets hit once in the face and cries. And so that's kind of neat. Thank you for for the folks who wrote in to this to the service about that. I don't know what it is. I barely know there's a flag that says Amazon, but Colonel Jeff found this, and uh, that's how we got this joke this week. He he printed these out for me, and you know they're all pretty good jokes, and I think this one's pretty good too. So here it comes. 
A young married couple moves into their first house, a new house, the first house they get. And one day, the husband comes home from work, and his wife says, Honey, you know, in the upstairs bathroom, one of the pipes is leaking. Could you fix it? And the husband immediately shoots back, What do I look like, Mr. Plumber? And a few, a few days go by. He comes home from work, and his wife says, Honey, the car won't start. I, I think it needs a new battery. Could you change it for me? And he says, What do I look like, Mr. Goodwrench? And then he goes out and, you know, just cracks a beer for himself. Now, I just threw that in because, to me, that would be the one way, wow, you show really an argumentative side. You say that, then you pop the cap off a beer bottle, and you don't pick it up from the counter. I can't I can't see living like that. I've seen that in movies, too, where they just leave it on the counter. I can't, I can't get that. At any rate, he says, oh, what do I look like, Mr. Goodwrench? Another few days go by, and it's raining really pretty hard. The wife finds a leak in the roof, and she says, uh, honey, there's a leak in the roof. Would you please fix it? And he says, what do I look like, Bob Villa? And the next day, the husband comes home again from work, and he sees the roof is fixed. So is the plumbing. So is the car. He asks his wife what happened. She said, oh, I had a handyman come in and fix them. And and uh, he says, great. Well, oh, how much is that going to cost me? And uh, his wife says, nothing. He said, I'd do it for free if I either baked him a cake or slept with him. And the husband gets a little nervous and says, well, what kind of cake did you make? And she says, what do I look like, Betty Crocker? Just point your browser to LarryMillerPodcast.com, and that will take you where you need to go. He's also on AceBroadcasting.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio, same as us. You can find us, Suckatash, at Stitcher as well. Here's a verse for... Here's a first for Suckatash. A regular listener has not just suggested a podcast he likes to listen to that we should cover, but Tyson Saner has gone to the extra effort of clipping two of the podcasts he enjoys and sending those clips in. I love that. The first one is the Smodco Smorning Show. Also on this clip is James Franco Jr., Bill Watterson, some voice acting guy, not the cartoonist who drew Calvin and Hobbes, but this is part of their mail sack feature. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Yeah, that was great. All right, <laughs> that was great. First, so uh, great. first email is from the first time Why emailer, long time listener since the nooner days. It's uh, Jonathan Abbott, who's just... Hey, Johnny A. He says that... Uh, Johnny A. While he listens to the podcast... <laughs> like the hesitation. <laughs> hey, Johnny A. Johnny Abbott. Johnny Abbott. Johnny Abbott. Johnny Two Shoes. <laughs> the bot. One Nose McGunch. <laughs> he says... Cunty McShit's all. Western name. Yeah, me, my One Nose. <laughs> just so you can always tell who I am. One Nose McGunch. <laughs> What's up, nigga? <laughs> He's not Chinese. What did you say, nigga? He says, I didn't say uh, nigga. I said nigga. Oh. While listening to the podcast, I thought I'd let you know that I buy simulators and trainers for the U.S. Navy. Ooh. What kind of simulators? Hey, hey now. And, Long, lonely uh, nights on them ships. Shout out to the Brakes and DJ James. Keep up the great hey, work. Thank you. Jonathan, Veronica Mars, Kickstarter backer. Thank you for doing that. Great. Hey. Thank you. Yes. Nice. And we're going to make the movie for you and everybody else. He's participating in the process. 
And uh, Stephen Owens, who works at Wells Fargo, he says that he oh, also... Oh, the Wells Fargo drain, it is up and coming down the track. Sorry, oh, please the, let wait, it be The Wells Fargo me. what wagon comes down the track? Uh, the Wells Fargo wagon, it's a coming down the track way. Train. The Wells Fargo trains come down the way. Okay, it's the Wells Fargo wagon, it's a coming down the way. Oh, please let it be for me. Fun special. I got a crappy sewing machine from Sears. Cross cut saw. And a batch of underwear from. Nope, that's not one of the lyrics. Target. Anyhow, he listens while washing windows because he has a side business where he does window washing 90% residential, 10% commercial. All right. That's a good... The old 90-10. Yeah, the old 90-10 yeah. in the window biz. That's, yeah. That's what my dad taught me. I remember me. the days of 70-30. Oh, those were the... Oh, I got reamed Pre-depression. Huh? That 30 reamed me. You could, you could get one of those in uh, Times Square <laughs> in early 90s. Thanks for telling 90s. us the percentage of your commercial to residential. the 90-10. Well, here's... Residential the commercial, yeah, by the way. I was... You know, the first thing out of my mind was, what's, what's, what's the, the ratio? Where, where are we that's at? That's right. Because until you give me that context, I don't know, I don't know how to interpret his career. <laughs> uh, Mike Dessert, he said that he... Wait, that's the whole mail? <laughs> he yes. just I, to and I am 90, and he said, 90 hey, 10. Thanks, Great. because I ask people what they do. Oh, they oh okay, okay. So okay, please, okay. Keep, I, I, keep sending it. Don't let Kruger's <laughs> shitting on it. Like, no, I thought there was more. There was like a question. Like, email you know, so we can mock you in your livelihood. Oh, okay. Everett McGill... Great, Darren came up with the the, nice. the, yep. yes. the, the, the silver bullet guy. Exactly right. right. Nicely done. He is in the library, so just so you know. So he right. has. <laughs> it's not like he's smart. He has access to information. He's in the Lexus Nexus machine. <laughs> Uh, so, Mike Dessert was unable to watch Upstream com- Color. Again, I apologize for picking this such an unex- I know. <laughs> God damn, Fucking I'm the meta. only person who watched it. So, well, <laughs> all right. Sorry I even watched it. But he said that he did. That's in pre production. Yeah. <laughs> he did watch most of Primer. Very enjoyable, insane suspense at times. Uniquely terrifying. Okay, sorry, huge fan, long time listener. Have a great week. Hey. Have a great week yourself. And you, you can wa- listen to him, or whatever, listen, read him on the Twitter at Convincing Mike. And you can listen to him on the Twitter by reading those tweets out loud. To yourself, <laughs> not to us. And uh, he said that that is a Fraggle Rock reference. Nice. What's, the, what's the handle again? At Convincing Mike. Yeah, it's Convincing John. Well, I saw his name is John. Mike. You know what it reminds yeah, me of? It's not was, a fucking uh, Fraggle Rock reference, it's, it a, is. it's a Mike reference. Asshole. Jesus Christ! It reminded me of presuming, <laughs> wow. presuming Ed it, from Withnell and I. Do you remember presuming nice. Ed? Uh, no, what was that? Presuming Ed was was the the drug dealer's friend who comes to visit the oh, African American. Right. He's just kind of laughing hysterically. Presuming Ed. This, this doll has voodoo property. We just watched that in Atlanta right. on the fishing trips. In Friday night, we got complete an honor of being on a road trip into the country. We but the, the actor who passed and Richard away, Griffiths, yeah, rest Griffiths, in peace, yeah, yeah. who's like stunning in the glue. Oh, the God, he's so good. Well, I've seen the movie 200 times, and we just yeah. had the a ball watching Did you watch it, it again? Oh, you watched we it We did, Friday night, right. yeah. That should like, be an annual thing. Weekend in the country, getting smashed. Yeah. It felt right. You can pick up more Smod Coast Morning Show at the smodcast.com network. Also, iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. So that's the first clip we got in from Tyson Saner this week. Thanks, Tyson. The second one he sent in is from the same network at Smodco. Uh, that's at smodcast.com. The show's called The Breaks, T-H-A Breaks. And the host is James Franco Jr., who we just heard as a guest with uh, Dan Eldridge and uh, Marty Yu on The Morning Show. Now, his show, The Breaks, is a sort of a hip-hop and news-through-a-comedy-filter podcast, or 
vice versa. That would be comedy through it. Ugh, never mind. Uh, James is known by his nickname, Jam Master James, although his fans do call him DJ James or D Jam Master because of his Twitter handle, at DJM Master. So I just call him James. His guest is comedian Nestor Rodriguez, who shares a childhood memory with him now. So welcome, welcome, welcome to everybody listening, everybody watching. Um, this is just another freestyle. I do have stories and shit. Uh, we got stories to tell. Like when I was growing up and I wanted some ice cream, my mom said while she was holding a flip-flop made out of wood, in her hand, uh-huh. what flavor do you want? As she waved the fucking thing in front of my head. And I'd be like, you know what? I don't want ice cream. And then another time, another time, I wanted a G.I. Joe for Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, as a kid, I'd throw a tantrum and shit, you know, because yeah. you want it when you want it. Exactly. And that's now, right? Like while you're walking down the grocery store, there's no G.I. Joe in sight, but you want that shit now. Yeah. You know? So my mom with the same fucking... This time, I think it was a cinder block flip-flop, fucking waving it in front of my head. She goes, you want G.I. Joe? What flavor? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like... Yes, asked what flavor. You already know where it's going. I was like, oh, smacked. shit. I guess I'm going to have to turn to drugs to make my life meaningful. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so let's get into our lyrics. Uh, I think I printed it out for you there. Um, oh, yeah. Our rap genius lines. Um, let's see. Let me pull mine up. So this is from, uh, as always, I pulled this from the uh, the boombox.com, but this is the rap genius lines of the week. Um, it says, rap genius supplies the boombox with the top lyrics from the week and serving a meaning behind the raps in the process. Uh, this is an older one. I pulled this because this, uh, again, ties into the story at the top. The art of rap. The art of rap. This... Uh, this was from the same week that The Art of Rap was released. Right, right. La so, historia del rapeo. Yes. Um, so this whole list could have been filled with contributions uh, from the film, right. uh, which includes amazing raps by who's who of legendary MCs. In addition to the movie, the hip-hop world moved on as usual with an unusually strong array of lines. Uh, this week, Super MC protects... Dilla, Jay Dilla, uh, the late producer Jay Dilla's legacy. What he die of? I'm not sure what Jay Dilla died of. Uh, I know he died kind of short, right? He yeah, was supposed to be dying. Nah, it was, and, and I mean he was right at that apex. He was reaching yeah. his apex. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just really he was left at a the lot pinnacle of, of yeah. fucking Mr. Magic Power Hour. Yes, <laughs> this is a world world premiere premiere. Mr. Mr. Magic. Magic. <laughs> Y'all had Mr. Magic out here too? No, we didn't. I used to get the tapes from my homeboy's brother back. He, he would record wow. it and mail them to us. So we used to hear. Uh, you can you can get those on YouTube. Yeah, now man. you can find them. Yeah. That's crazy. That and uh, and what's in it? Yeah. Oh, red, red alert. alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Motherfucker used to do that shit for like an hour straight. That yeah, he's not exaggerating. That's how long. If you if you never heard a, uh, what was he on Kiss? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, the fuck was the name of his show? He was on. I think he was on Kiss FM. Yeah. Yeah, because what's called was on BLS. Uh, Mr. Magic. Mr. Magic. Mm-hmm. That's right. And they they were Red Alert. 
Red DJ Red Alert. Oh, Lurk. Berserk. Lurk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He used to and go, he used to have... <laughs> I remember he'd have his kid. His kid would say, my daddy, Red Alert, goes yeah. berserk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's get into these lyrics. Uh, a couple of them, I pulled up the, uh, the examples, the videos or whatever for you. Uh, number five on this list. Number five. Number five. Wait, you got to do the thing. Number five. That shit is so much fun. That shit can make anybody sound like a rapper. Right? Yo, you a rapper? Nah, man. I'm a baker. But on my days off, I fucking turn on my echo chamber and get whizzy whiz. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Them's the breaks. That's James Franco Jr. Catch more of him at smodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. And I want to thank Tyson Sana for sending both those last clips in. He is the very first uh, listener who sent in clips. We've had people send in suggestions of podcasts to cover. We've had podcasters send in clips from their own shows. I've even had podcasters send in clips from somebody else's shows. But that's the first listener listener who's uh, actually sent in clips. And uh, gosh, that saves me a lot of time and lets us know what you're listening to. So uh, I would encourage that from anybody who wants to send in a uh, mp3 clip like three to five minutes long from a favorite show and you can just send that to clips at succotashshow.com uh now here's this greetings people of earth this is rocky k from the complete sentences podcast aka silly voice boy number one and you're listening to succotash so that's rocky k who with ty has their podcast complete sentences with ty and rocky k that's that's the whole name of the thing. So they, uh, they first they called, they sent in a promo. I wrote back and said, thanks for the promo, but we really like clips. I thought I wouldn't get one, but we got one. So we got a clip, and here it is. It's called Late Night Stories, and uh, they talk about making a, a beverage, and they have their own phony little commercial. At the end, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so, okay, so I wanted to tell you, too. I was at um, Chevy's the other day, Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're nationwide. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I would assume so. So, if anybody out there um, is listening, they don't know what a Chevy's Fresh Max is. It's a, uh, it's a pretty. It's like it's like along the along the lines of like an Applebee's. It's like yeah. not an upscale, but it's a it's a nice sit down. Yeah, it's good, and it's definitely it's not the Applebee's of Mexican Mexican restaurants right. for sure. And it's definitely not a authentic Mexican place. It's mm-hmm. not like one of those types. No, but it's good food. So I'm I'm hanging out at uh, Chevy's getting the uh, the happy hour half off appetizers the other day, mm-hmm. and I notice a couple comes in and they sit at the booth behind me, and they're ordering their drinks or whatever. I think the lady got like a diet coke. The part that struck me kind of odd was the guy is like, "Can I have a Mountain Dew?" And the waitress said, um, "Sorry, sir, we don't have Mountain Dew. Is Mellow Yellow okay?" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm I'm wondering in 2013 is me, like Mellow Yellow. I haven't heard that since like I was maybe in first grade. That's right. Who does have Mellow Yellow? You hardly see Mellow Yellow anywhere. No, it's you like don't see it. a restaurant that doesn't have 
Mountain Dew on the fountain, but they have Mellow Yellow. We do have Mellow Yellow because we still because it's the nineties right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could also get you a surge. I'm not sure if uh, that works out for you. Maybe a Fruitopia. Yeah, although, <laughs> although if I want, if there was a restaurant that surge served surge and Fruitopia on tap, I'd yeah. be like fuck yeah. Well, mm-hmm. those are yeah, those are extremely rare finds. Yeah. Now. I want to get in the biz of naming sodas, though. That seems kind of fun. That'd be pretty sweet. Seems like people are having a good time in that biz. That would be fun. You ever tried to think of naming a soda? I don't think I have. <laughs> I think I'd like to think about it. Yeah, dude. Do you have any soda names? Uh, just You just got to think of a word. Just a pretty fucking much. bonk. Bonk. Bonk <laughs> soda. Hell yeah. And then diet bonk. Diet bonk. Wow. Hold on, wait a minute. Give me a second. I'm having a brainstorm here. I'm trying. I automatically go to the commercial and then the slogan. Mm-hmm. I picture, I picture like a like a like a bunch of crazy like uh, cheesy guitar riffs and like kids <laughs> skateboarding and shit. And then at the end, it's just like bonk. It's what you drink. <laughs> nice, right? Nice. I'm imagining the logo for it just being like bonk in big like bold <laughs> yeah. letters with a big starburst behind it. Yes. Bonk. As if it like just fell from a high distance. I can see the O being like a spring, like spiral sort of. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Bonk. I like it. I'm seeing that visual too of a of a kid like, and he's got a he's got like a a helmet on like a like he's skateboarding. Oh yeah, or something. sure. He's got pads on, and it's his face like really close up and just like with his <laughs> eyes wide like bonk. <laughs> that. I can see. I can see bonk. Uh... I could see Diet Bonk, mm-hmm. Bonk Max. Yeah. It's what you drink. It's what you drink. <laughs> nice. I can even hear the, yeah, I can hear the, yeah, I can hear the commercial for it. Yeah, I know. And the announcer. Bonk, it's what you drink. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Good call. We're going to have to make man. Bonk Soda. There we go. We're going to have to do a Bonk commercial. I think we're going to have to that'd do be that. fun, man. That'd be fun. You want a new soda that's totally in your face? <laughs> Bonk. It's what you drink. You can hear more of them at completesentencespod.wordpress.com. Much easier to get them from iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. I got a note here from Joe uh, over at Nerdgasm, one of the Radio Fubar guys. He has another show called Star Effers. It's about pop culture and celebrities. Uh, good, because no other podcast is like that. Uh, <laughs> although this one is pretty funny. Unbelievable. Speaking of governors and legislators and mayors, some guy from Tennessee, talk about, talk about weird stereotypes. Some legislator from Tennessee uh-huh. was driving at 90 miles <gasps> an hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Driving at 90 miles an hour and masturbating out the window. How? I, I, did he have help? I mean, was, yeah, how do you, 
I, I, I'm thinking logistically about the, the 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 physical act of how this occurs. Is he one? I get. You know what? Here, okay. I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay. Was he in his car? Was he in his cop car? Well, it wasn't. A, it was a legislator, so it would have been a oh, oh, not, okay. not a cop and a okay. former, a former legislator, a former lawmaker. I got this. Seat all the way back, cruise control, stretched out, hips sticking out the window. Yeah, something. Peeking over the steering wheel. All, all while he was behind the wheel, he was waving, Although, waving. <laughs> grabbed his shirt, pulled it up. Waving, waving what? Well, I guess if he would drive by a woman, he'd honk to get their attention. Oh, my God. And then when they would turn, he would wave, grab his shirt, pull it up, wet his wet his hand with his mouth, and masturbate in the window. But at, 90, at over 90 miles an hour, he had his penis out the window. How? <laughs> I don't understand the physicality of this. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, and I, I'm, I'll try this later. I'll, well, I'll motion it. <laughs> I'm telling you. I think he had the seat back all the way reclined. And I think he was using this cruise control. And I think he was doing the straight hips to the left thing. Like what? the strafing. Like just, and not even really paying attention to where he was. Was he drunk? Was he under the influence? Don't make mention of it. Okay, so this was a vice mayor of Mount Carmel, Tennessee. His name's William Blakely. So he wasn't a senator or, or a representative or anything. It was some vice mayor. What is it with mayors? Mayors, mayors are crazy, dude. I think you have to be clinically crazy to actually be a mayor of anything. Um, Recalling dozens of complaints in recent years, Terry Christian, a Kingsport detective, said that Blakely's behavior has gone on for... For so long, and nobody's addressed it. So this is not the first time. First time. <laughs> so, so that means he's probably done some crazy shit while he was in office too. Uh, this dude, this dude's a problem. He's now. Here's the question. Well, a here's the problem: is people voted him in. That's why if he wasn't a mayor, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But the fact that he's an ex-politician. I don't know if a vice mayor gets voted in. Oh, vice. What? I, I I wonder if the vice mayor just gets appointed once the mayor's elected. Like well, a there's a good chance the vice mayor was in politic politics too. No, and well, he is the vice mayor. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know how that process. Works. I didn't even know vice mayor. I didn't. I, that... I would think vice mayor takes over in the event that the, <laughs> the mayor shot. <laughs> the mayor is on <laughs> mayor force one. See what I did there? And uh, no, <laughs> no. Sorry. I do, and I wish I didn't. <laughs> to, quote my, to quote my friend Jerry, to quote our friend Jerry. Ah, oh, Jerry, we missed So it. here, and here's the other thing. If this was a female vice mayor. Yes. Well, no, because. Well, how would she have her bits out the window? That wouldn't, that would even be harder. I, w- <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Harder. Um, oh, no. no. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking breasts, but you're right. She'd have to go down south. Yeah. I mean, that would actually be funnier, though, because you'd be sitting there, like, trying to strum it like a guitar, I guess, at 90 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) That's a moving porn. That's a moving porn I don't get, the slap. Like, there's there's this new thing that's been happening recently where they're, like, slapping at themselves in high speed. Oh, yeah. I don't get that move at all. 
It's that all doesn't changing. look enjoyable. It's all for the young. I don't mind some of it, but once it starts leaving red marks, I start to yeah, wonder. Yeah, yeah. Anytime it looks painful, I just... Mm. Here's what I'm wondering, too, is with this vice mayor thing, how is there not video of this? You'd think with, somebody would have had their phone out. Well, you can't can't drive and have your phone out. That's illegal. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> There's more star effers to be had at star effers, that's E-F-F-E-R-S, dot com iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Ethan Dettenmeyer, producer of Combat Radio, and you're listening to the Epic Succotash Show, the comedy podcast podcast. That brings us to our burst. Oh, Durst. Yes, Will Durst is back, and this time he's aiming his sights at what he calls the yellow-bellied cowards. Hey, guys. Will Durst here with a few choice words about the Senate voting down a bill that would have increased background checks on guns. And the first three of those words are yellow-bellied cowards. And let's not forget gutless invertebrates, dastardly craven jellyfish. The giant pimp, known as the NRA, must be laughing hysterically after its paid lackeys churn their backs on an issue 90% of the American people support, and which 90% of Republicans voted against. A bill sponsored by both a Republican and a Democrat that was so watered down it leaked moisture all through the chamber would have supported two schools of goldfish. Senators that spoke before scurrying down their wormhole to hell whined that pro-gun forces punish politicians for votes while pro-gun control forces don't. Nobody mentioned the right thing to do or making the country or our schools safer. You know, their job. The NRA claimed the bill would lead to a national gun registry, even though it included language that specifically prohibited such a thing. Besides, what's wrong with a national gun registry? You have to register a car. You need a card to take a book out of a library, for crumb's sake. Of course, some people are just more comfortable with guns than they are books. But this time, the NRA may have overreached, perpetrated an outrage too far, a revulsion too great, could very well have created a monster. Even the most casual voters tend to remember when someone stomps a puppy and then parties. Apparently, Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal was right. The GOP is doomed to be the rich, white, anti-science, pro-gun, stupid party and will slowly strangle in its own stubbornness until its gurgling incoherencies are no longer comprehensible. Couldn't happen soon enough to a nicer bunch of guys. For Succotash, the podcast of comedy podcasts, I'm Will Durst. Get more laughs from Durst over at WillDurst.com. You can also get his tweets at Will Durst on Twitter. Well, you can read them. I don't know if you'll get them, uh, but they're not that deep. I think you can do it. All right. I am done with episode 57. How about you? Uh, Bill Haywatt, take us out of here, and please remind these jokers what they're supposed to do. Oh, and you, jokers, don't forget to pass the succotash. You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants. And imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, or on Stitcher Smart Radio. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show, 
Email us at marc at succotashshow.com or call into the Succotash hotline at our toll call number 818-921-7212. That number again is 818-921-7212. Succotash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Succotash. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Martin with Publix Apron Simple Meals. Today's recipe is one of my family's all-time favorites, smoky bacon salmon with corn and mushroom succotash. All right, let's go. We'll start by preheating a large saute pan. Rub bacon seasoning on both sides of the salmon. Add a few drops of oil to the pan and cook the salmon just a few minutes on each side. To finish, remove it from the pan and top each one with a small pat of butter. It's that easy. Now comes the succotash. Begin by sauteing the corn in a little butter, stirring until it's slightly browned. Next, stir in the mushrooms, garlic, and a pinch of salt. You'll know they're done when the mushrooms are softened. Stir in the tomatoes, beans, black pepper, and one more dash of salt. Remove the pan from the heat. Add a squeeze of lime juice, a few shakes of the pepper sauce, and chopped cilantro. There you go. And this succotash is also great as a cold salad for picnics or potlucks. You can get the complete recipe at your store's Aprons Meal Center or at Publix.com. Smoky bacon salmon with corn and mushroom succotash. It's another apron simple meal sure to bring your family back to the table. (laughs) That's horrible!